this morning. Great to have you at church. Hmm? Praise the Lord. Great to have you along. Cool. Great to have you here. Hey, I just want to read from, um, as we continue in worship and just celebrating this time of the year, I want to read to you from Isaiah chapter 62. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Jerusalem's sake, I will not remain quiet. Till her vindication shines out like the dawn, her salvation like a blazing torch. The nations will see your vindication and all the kings your glory. You will be called by a new name that the mouth of the Lord will bestow. You will be crowned, you will be a crown of splendor in the Lord's hand, a royal diadem in the hand of your God. No longer will they call you deserted, your name or name your land desolate. But you will be called Hephzibah, and your land Beulah. For the Lord will take delight in you, and your land will be married. As a young man marries a young woman, so will your builder marry you. As a bridegroom rejoices over his bride, so will your God rejoice over you. I've posted watchmen on your walls, Jerusalem. They will never be silent day or night. You who call on the Lord, give yourselves no rest and give him no rest till he establishes Jerusalem and makes her the praise of the earth. The Lord has sworn by his right hand and by his mighty arm, never again will I give your grain as food for your enemies and never again will foreigners drink the new wine for which you have toiled. But those who harvest it will eat it. And praise the Lord. And those who gather the grapes will drink it in the courts of my sanctuary. Pass through, pass through the gates. Prepare the way for the people. Build up, build up the highway. Remove the stones, raise a banner for the nations. The Lord has made proclamation to the ends of the earth. Say to the daughter Zion, see your saviour comes. See his reward is with him and his recompense accompanies him. They will be called the holy people, the redeemed of the Lord. And you will be called sought after. The city no longer deserted. It's a powerful passage, isn't it? I just love the way where it says in verse 3, and you will be a crown of splendor in the Lord's hand, a royal diadem in the hand of your God. You will be the crowning glory of the Lord. Have you thought about that? Do you see yourself like that? You know, this week um, there was... As many of you will know, there was a, uh, uh, a staff member here, young family, young mum on her own, and uh, she had been scammed a few weeks ago, 
and all her finances in her bank account were taken. Hmm? Happens, doesn't it? I think it's, it's a huge industry of scamming. It's massive. It's like billions of dollars every year. And um, we put the world out, with the world out, we put the word out, and um, our church family were able to raise over $1,100 to help this lady out, to help this person out. Praise God, the crowning glory. Whether you've been able to contribute or not is beside the point. It's our testament of the good news according to whatever your name is and how you see God at work. And we see that constantly. Hey, that's just one story. Huh? So just be aware that at this festive time, people are looking to try and pinch you in some other ways. But we are his crown and glory. We react, respond differently. Amen? Think about that in your own life. This is the time where we really can communicate the love of Jesus, be the good news to those um, uh, around us. Linda has been scammed. Haven't you, Linda? Linda has been driving at 140 kilometres over the Gateway Bridge. Can you believe that? I've told her many times to slow down, but she persists to drive at an incredible speed. Even... How many people get those emails or text messages regularly? Huh? We all do, hey, huh? everywhere. But I thought that was a classic. Hey? But we're coming back to the point where his crowning glory. Huh? Opportunities to be the example of Jesus wherever we find ourselves, particularly in this festive season, but always. So as we're... Looking, I've got, got a couple of slides, I think, just to let you know of a couple of, of announcements. But we're moving into looking at this crown and glory aspect. But first of all, just to let you know that Christmas Eve is Sunday morning for us, Christmas Eve service at 9.30 a.m. We'll be doing something relating to, to stars, uh, but it'll be a great time for us to come together, worship, celebrate, enjoy each other's company, um, and focusing on preparing the way. How is it that I? How is it that I've been grateful? What have I been grateful for this past year? And we're going to be doing something that's um, engaging with that as as well. Right? So that's what's happening. There's no Christmas Day service. It's just Christmas Eve in the morning at 9:30, Sunday. Next slide. Today we're looking at Christmas tree ornaments. Next week, uh, Alyssa will be leading you all, as we won't be here, but we see some Chrissy biscuits and some celebrating of morning tea and a whole bunch of food because food brings us all together and we, we love that. But um, uh, thanks, Alyssa, for making that happen while we're away. That's, that's next week. I think that's, that's it. So we started last week with looking at the, the idea of Advent and the long awaiting and these uh, beginning of December, the, the 25 days of waiting for the King of Glory to, to come and what might that have been like. But today we're just picking up on Christmas ornaments, but to just set the context of that, obviously Christmas ornaments end up sitting on a tree. And there's several theories or legends about how the whole Christmas tree, the evergreen fir tree, 
became a symbol for Christianity. And one's credited to the English Benedictine monk Boniface, famous for his missionary work in Germany during the 8th century. The general common story of this monk says that he encountered some native Germans performing some sacrifices under a mighty oak tree and he decided, hey, this is not right and they were worshipping the god Thor. And so he seized his axe. I think we've got another slide. Have we got another slide for that one? Next slide. There we go. There he is on the left, my left, your left, my right. He seized his axe and felled the tree in order to stop the pagans worshipping a false idol. And the pagans were awaiting for him to be struck down by lightning. I thought, right, our idol, our God's going to get you. And it didn't happen. And so at this stage, they all converted to the Christian faith. And it was about in the 8th century. It became a symbol in some form, as some traditions say, it became a symbol of Christ, the triangular shape of a Christmas tree. Here we are, triangular shape of a Christmas tree. The whole idea of the, the Trinity. It symbolised the new life of Christ, Father God, uh, Father God, Holy Spirit. And that's one of the traditions or one of the beliefs around why we even have trees. But we know about that evergreen aspect as well. That God's faithfulness never dies. It's evergreen. It's always there. And that was really important as well. Trees emerged in Western Germany around about the 16th century. They brought them into their homes and decorated them. But it wasn't until the mid-1800s where the Christmas tree was begun to be used as placing, for placing ornaments on it. And it was Britain's Queen Victoria and Prince Albert who popularised this. And as you can see, there's an image up there of them placing ornaments on their tree. And this is where, tradition tells us, the whole idea of ornaments set off because this image was seen in the Britons and Germany and all of a sudden people started putting ornaments on them. Victoria's mother um, was German and so she had the understanding or the, 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 the celebration of the Christmas tree in the first place. And so the whole idea of decorating a tree became popular from the mid-1800s and onwards. But when we think about ornaments, really, what is it about? We've got ornaments on our Christmas trees at home, probably, on that evergreenness of, of God's faithfulness and so on. Why do we place ornaments on that? Well, to make it look pretty. And you've got some Christmas lights and so on. And each year I try to add to the whole Christmas light thing. This year I've got 
Jesus and um, Joseph and Mary blowing up and lights going off and then I've, I've, um, the council's going to love me because I've decorated their tree out the front and I've tried to add a little bit more and a little bit more. and a little bit, I've got some reindeers and some Christmas trees and so on. And, and uh, this past week I almost died because I almost fell off my roof uh, trying to put some Christmas lights up. That didn't really work anyway, so I just got back down real quickly. But what is it about these celebration and lights and ornaments and things that we try to colour and beautify on our trees in particular. And I thought about it and I can't remember, I think we might have some at home, but I can remember as a young kid too having my ornament. You know, the one that was yours, that for some reason it all was passed down in some way and it was significant and somehow or other you'd put it on the, the tree. You might even have had that at home already. That's, that's my ornament. And to think if somebody threw that in the bin, you'd go, oh my goodness, that's horrible. That's really special to me. Why is it special? Well, it's crusty and old. Well, it, it's, it's, it's been with me for a long time. Right? And it means something to me. And I love here in this passage Isaiah 62. You, you will be a crown of splendor in the Lord's hand, a royal diadem. In the hand of your God. In many ways, without belittling it, using an ornament to decorate the evergreenness of God. And I think that's beautiful. We just decorate trees because they look good in our house, it's the thing to do. Put it up there, put some ornaments on, some Chrissy lights and so on. But there's something much more significant taking place, isn't there? Really. Because whether we're aware of it or not, we're symbolising ourselves as God's ornament, God's splendour, his crowning splendour upon his faithfulness, seen in Jesus, that we symbolize as the Christmas tree, his evergreenness. And God, I'm a part of that. So when you go home and look at that tree in the corner, don't so much look at the gifts just under it at this point in time, though gifts have their place as well, but look at the splendor the splendor, no matter how big, tall, whatever it is, short, small, whatever it is, the splendor of it and the beauty of the ornament that you place upon it. In God's eyes, that's you. We've got some crafts this morning that capture the whole idea well, we're, of ornaments. Robin's going to come and talk to us very shortly about those. 
think they're pretty straightforward. But before I do, <coughs> oh, before Robin does, what have we got here? Um, one of the ornaments that you can make are little stars. Like this, stars are over there. It's quite simple, straightforward, but you wrap every second. We can show you, but you wrap every second point and keep wrapping and turning it around. And eventually you'll come to a point where you can't do it anymore and you just wrap up to the, to the point. It'll stay on right? and move it across and then wrap up the final point as you go around. And you can make a little star, a little ornament. Robin's going to come and talk about these other ones. As she does, there's also these as well that you can decorate, that, that you can decorate, that you can make. They're macrame ornaments, all right? They're little packs all set up over there. There's a few of them, so you can be able to use those if you would prefer. And left over from the carols are some uh, reindeer. You'd look great one of those, Justin. All right? And some light-up things. I don't even know how these things work. The kids can, can, can show us. But um, mums and dads, if you would like those, you don't have to just take those. They're leftovers and they've been gifted to us, all right? Otherwise, um, they probably won't be any good for next year. So take them. Or if you have got grandkids or whatever else, who'd like something that this thing lights up, I, think, I believe, um, make sure that you grab them. But today we're focusing on ornaments. Robert, do you want to tell us about okay. the two you've got? On the first table at the back, there's little snowmen. You just really thread the beads on. You can make a few each. There's, there's heaps of beads there. I found it easier if you tie the bottom one on because you tie a knot, it just slips off, okay? That's <laughs> easy as. Okay. And then there's different size Christmas trees and really you just wrap the, the twine around it, keep going and keep going. The kids have decorated these. They're, they're well decorated. Um, you can make a set of different sizes. Just put a bit of glue on the top, some pins in it to hold it until it dries. That's the, uh, that's the trick to that one. That's it. There's different colours, there's different sizes. So we've got uh, three or four different ornaments that you can make this morning if you'd like to. You can there's, do them all. You can do them all, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> Uh, they're all over there. Some of the kids have already got started. If you'd like to share a morning tea this morning, there's tea and coffee, morning tea available as well. Let's pray and uh, let's take a hold of the significance of what we're hanging on our tree. Arthur? I haven't got a mic for you. Robin's just taking it. Yep. Thanks, Robin. Uh, Brendan's going on a scripture union camp as a leader this week, so I think we should cover him in prayer before he departs. If you'd like to come up. Thanks, Brendan. Another camp, Brendan. Camp number, is it two? Camp number two for this year. For this year. Okay. So camp, cool. num come a camp number 1,342 in your life? Uh, Which, whereabouts are you on? Bribe Island. Island. Summer Splash. Summer Splash. Okay, cool. Let's pray for Brendan as we... Um, Gracious Heavenly Father, we just thank you for Brendan's desire, Lord, for his desire in love for you. Father, that he's just taken time off to go and be a leader in the mm. Scripture Union camp. 
So, Father, as we know that he goes in your, your name, that you will prepare the way. You'll prepare